Welcome to the Visions of a Better World podcast. We are part of Global Visions, an association founded in Helsinki, Finland. Our goal is to bring people and organizations together as well as develop ideas and ways of thinking to make the world a better place. In this podcast series, our association is represented by me, project planner Petri Lahtinen, and Max Dahlberg, the founder and chairperson of the association. We are also inviting guests to the podcast to discuss themes that are important in making the world a better place. Welcome, everyone. Hello, everyone, once again, and, and, and today we have a return to the study of Christian Clockers. Uh, to continue the discussion we had with him earlier about the history of uh, the philosophy regarding justice and equality. And naturally I'm here with Christian. Welcome once again. Hi, yes. And uh, with us today is also uh, founder and chairperson of, of our association Global Visions, that is Max Dahlberg. Yes, hi. Hi, everyone. And and the t- last time we discussed uh, Plato and Aristotle uh, regarding their philosophy and thoughts uh, regarding justice and and uh, if if we sort of take this express train through the history of uh, philosophy of justice, one would obviously start with Plato and Aristotle, and then perhaps move through. Uh, during the Middle Ages, thinkers like uh, Thomas Aquinas and uh, Saint Augustine, and then come to Machiavelli, and then continue to thinkers such as uh, Locke and, and Rousseau and 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 uh, uh, Thomas Hobbes, for for instance. But uh, today, I think we are mainly concentrating on the the, the philosophy and ideology of. Uh, liberalism, but first we're going to start before we go to the actual liberal liberalism. We're going to uh, start off with utilitarianism, and perhaps uh, we could start, Christian, what, what, uh, with you first explaining what utilitarianism is in the in a nutshell, and and interestingly, interestingly, uh, why you chose to start with that during this session instead of going to liberalism. Uh, yes, well, utilitarianism uh, is a theory that you may approach from several angles. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a, a classic moral theory, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also a, a political theory. It's closely connected to, to political philosophy. Um, and then it's also a movement in European thought that is closely connected with uh, with changes in society. Uh, so it's political also in that sense, in a, in a very uh, pertinent sense that belongs to a certain mode of thinking in European society, mm. not only a philosophy. Mm. So, uh, uh, and I think it, it's it's best to to uh, start from that perspective. In, in fact, uh, so utilitarianism was sort of born. Um, in the 18th, uh, 19th centuries, especially. Um, and uh, 
it's connected with changes in society that takes place uh, at that time, especially connected with industrialism. And among the changes that, that happens in societies uh, through industrialism, industrialization, is uh, a different sort of um, place of citizenship that appears. That, that uh, people become more uh, connected, integrated within society as a whole. So a kind of new kind of idea of society as a whole is born through this industrialization. Everyone is connected. Uh, the, the, the industrialist uh, enterprise is dependent on the workforce and the people in the workforce are dependent on the industrialists and, and you, a, a whole new, new um, structure appears through this. So if you compare with Plato and Aristotle, for example, uh, at that time there was uh, uh, also a kind of uh, it's a thinking related to uh, an integrated society, the good of society as a whole. Uh, and utilitarianism is in a way connected to this because it's also a mode of thinking that is an interest in society as a whole, but in a new way, in a different way than, than, than for Plato and Aristotle. So uh, basically, as a, as a movement of that time, utilitarianism is, is a project of social reform. It's, it's sort of uh, uh, interested in... It's progressive in the sense that it, it's an interest in reforming society. Would you agree that utilitarianism uh, said that uh, to the previous sort of moral uh, rights, there should be added uh, also societal rights, which connect to the idea of industrial revolution? Um, well, uh, I think we should be uh, different, con many different <laughs> concepts here that you perhaps should. Uh, not uh, confused with, confuse with each other. So, uh, in a way, utilitarianism uh, is not primarily interested in rights. Mm. It's quite the opposite. Mm. As a sort of sort of project of social reform, it's interested in uh, the good of society as a whole. So, one way of of sort of demarcating utilitarianism from other theories is to say that it. There's a priority of the good over the right. So what is the good of society is the primary question. And the question of rights, which is very central to liberalism, uh, are secondary. So, so uh, yes, we have a situation changing society. You need to begin to think about society as a whole. And then these theorists, uh, Francis Hutchison, uh, a Scotsman, um, Jeremy Benham, uh, English, uh, they then uh, try begin to think about principles for this, mm. this thinking. Uh, and, and then uh, exactly they think that the most important thing is the good of society as a whole. That's a basic principle. Isn't there also the element that, uh, that utilitarianism is characterized as the philosophy of happiness that the, at least... Uh, Apparently yes, for yes. Bentham and more especially for John Stuart Mill, the 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 core of this yeah. sort of thinking was to maximize and provide the circumstances for a maximum amount of happiness among the uh, citizens and at, uh, for the society as large as well. Yes. Yes. So so when you say when I say that you there are this question of social reform, but it's not in the, let's say it's not the good of society in let's say it in a 
socialist sense. Yes. But because they are still uh, all of these thinkers are liberals mm. at heart. Yes. <laughs> so they are interested in, in the individuals at mm. the same time. Mm. So then they come up with this theory that uh, sort of managed to do both things. Mm. You think about the good of society, what could be the principle? Well, as you said, yes, we begin from the happiness principle. Everyone as an individual wants to strive, wants happiness. Mm. Or then if you, you, you can use some other term, you can just talk about the good for a person, mm. what people desire. Mm. Some use pleasure as mm. the opposite of pain as, as a basic principle. Yes. But anyway, they start off from these very individualistic uh, principles, mm. uh, but then come up with a, a principle principle of utility that is societal mm. because the principle is not that everyone should have sort of the right to happiness but the principle for morality is uh, is you should strive for the happiness of all in a way mm. but of course uh, we are liberals you have some objections to that happiness of all uh, no, not really. We can't go that far. We are not so. It's not social reform in in that radical sense of happiness for all. So maybe not everyone. Maybe the criminals. We can't think about everyone. So then, then they come up with this principle: uh, maximum happiness for the greatest number of people, and that becomes the principle of utility. Yeah, uh, and this goes back as well to the previous episode when we discussed Plato and Aristotle because they had the concept of eudaimonia which yes. was uh, also we can translate that into English as happiness and even though uh, especially in the case of Plato he kind of refrained from giving a very exact definition of that eudaimonia but uh, from what I've understood that especially the the English thinkers such as uh, Jeremy Bentham and John Stuart Mill uh, understood happiness as as sort of like uh, first first of all as a pleasure. That's at least the the, the term that they use. But then yes. they going going further that they, uh, for example, John Stuart Mill said that there are certain hierarchy of pleasures, and the highest pleasures are not those of the senses, but that of the intellect. And uh, and exactly and, yeah. yes. Yes, so so uh, yeah, Bentham had this very uh, crude and simple principle it, that that it's about uh, more pleasure than pain is mm. sort of basic principle, mm. and we should base morality mm. on that kind of principle, uh, maximize pleasure in in society and limit pain, but then of course runs easily into trouble because when you define what what was meant by pleasure, you you sort of exactly come into this question of are all kind of pleasures equally good. And Mill then uh, um, transformed this more into into this um, question of quality also that that uh, that the quality of the pleasure or quality of the happiness also has to come into the picture. And then if you move into twentieth century thinking, twentieth century utilitarianism, people tend to sort of uh, leave out pleasure and happiness mostly, mm. and just. Uh, Take it in an even more neutral sense. You talk about uh, the good of for the person in general. Mm-hmm. Whatever this person wants to have, likes to have, is the good of that person. De- independently, if you call it pleasure or happiness or something else, mm-hmm. so that should be sort of the basic principle: the good of the, the person. Yeah, but then we run into the, the the question of semantics. That when you, if you uh, today read, for example, the works of John Stuart Mill, you might think that okay, happiness. 
might be a luxury that uh, but yes I, 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 I can see that that's also the, especially with pleasure but also with the term happiness you can kind of like replace that word with for example the good or well-being for example yes yes and many many exactly do that that they, mm-hmm. they, they choose a more neutral term mm-hmm. that is even more individualistic because mm-hmm. if it, we just call it well-being then anyone can define it for 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 him or herself what this well-being is mm-hmm. is it pleasure is it happiness is it the meaning of life <laughs> or something and that is uh, sort of also goes to the liberalism territory that individuals have certain freedom to choose yes what yes. they what they consider yes. happiness and then also like the, the John Stuart Mill uh, uh, what he considered happiness and pleasure it doesn't take account for example people who pursue an ascetic Uh, way of living that they want to uh, actively refrain from uh, pleasure and that makes their life uh, meaningful or yes, they find yes. the good or well-being in yes. that exactly so 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 here we see one of the basic um, problems in utilitarian or questions okay you it, it's a simple principle strive for the good or happiness mm-hmm. but uh, what do we mean by this and how is it i mean do we mean anything at all mm-hmm. or do we have to specify what we mean by this good mm-hmm. and for all utilitarians this is all the time a problem mm-hmm. how, how can you say anything more that that is because everyone since it's 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 anyway it's a sort of the, the general principle is that general good the general happiness mm-hmm. the maximum happiness for the greatest possible number Uh, and, and the over the sort of average and the overall thing, but then you have to, if you say that kind of thing, you have to be able to measure it all mm-hmm. in some way. Say, uh, okay, how how can we measure this thing at all? And this is of course a basic problem. Yeah, this was one of the the things that John Stuart Mill has got a lot of critique from because if I remember correctly, he sort of. Uh, presented an argument that the people who are sort of experts in pleasures who know who have the most knowledge of pleasure should be the sort of uh, authors and the, the, the people responsible for defining what is good exactly, also exactly, for, the, yes. for everyone else and yes. that is also the, the even though the uh, apparently John Stuart Mill recognized the, the multitude of the human existence but then there's also again in 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 some way in, in liberalism at least as a philosophical philosophical movement there seems to be the idea of its universality it's it being universal so that that that, that I, it, it can be easily understood that that the utilitarian project wants to find some universal guidelines that could define happiness yes yes uh, and that, that yes and indeed that has been a Been a problem problem for them. Um, so I mean, the most among the most recent definitions, John Rawls, in his discussion on utilitarian, he uses rational desire mm. as the criteria. So okay, we have desires, mm. but we also have to add something that they not all desire. They have to be sort of rational mm. in some sense. Mm. Yeah. Is there something more to be said about the problems regarding utilitarianism? For instance, does it respect individual human rights? Is there a problem here? For instance, 
Uh, yes, that, that's, that's indeed one of the, the problems. And for example, John Stuart Mill is, is struggling with this issue. Um, well, he, Mill is very interesting because he is basically a utilitarian, but he is also a liberal yes. <laughs> at the same time. And in his writings, he's struggling between these positions. So, for example, um, when he discusses this, it comes up comes to the, the question of justice. How does justice enter into this picture? Because if we are talking about the priority of the good over the right, then it's it's the good that that, that we should take into account, and not the right. That to say, not that has to do with justice. Uh, and uh, and Mill is struggling with this uh, uh, and saying, well, justice will enter the picture, but in the end. The principle of utility is a basic one, and justice, questions of justice, of rights, also of individual rights, they have to put into perspective with the question of, of, of the good. So they are secondary. Justice and rights are secondary issues. Uh, and But mainly he wants to be a liberal, <laughs> or have this uh, thinking of rights and, and developing rights. So so he comes up the, then with a, with a sort of... Um, formula roughly going that that um, that best for society it's the best thing for society that everyone has rights so that that is promoting the good that you you have rights so in this way he's in a way uh, solving the problem by by inserting that this claim that the best thing for society is that everyone have basic rights but still uh, the principle of utility is the primary principle and the principle of justice comes second. Yeah, and it should be noted also, if memory serves me correct, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, wasn't John Stuart Mill's father a friend, a personal friend of Jeremy Bentham? Yes. And, and John Stuart Mill, uh, through that route, he first was got to know the philosophy of, of, of uh, Bentham, but later on he uh, wrote sort of critique Yes, against yes. Bentham, but also maybe there's also that sort of uh, aspect to it that, that that through his father, John Sormil yes. was not not pressured per se, but he was kind of there was out uh, ulterior motives for him to kind of explore utilitarianism. Indeed, indeed, there was, and and we shouldn't forget another person who is uh, as as important to to Mill, John Stuart Mill. Uh, that's his wife, Harriet Mill, mm. uh, and and Mill is well known for ha- having written uh, uh, on on women's rights and other other basic rights issues. Um, and in fact, he wrote these works together with Harriet Harriet Taylor uh, Mill. Uh, it's only his. It's it, in the printing. He, she died. Uh, and he he finalized this work after, so they come out under his name. But he's writing there that it's really an influence, and together working together with with Harriet, that he came up with uh, this. He, he wrote those works. So she is also extremely important for for him, uh, and and exactly in the way that he develops sort of the liberal part, the rights part of of his thinking. Yeah, when we were planning this uh, this uh, session. Uh, you seem a bit reluctant to go too uh, much into utilitarianism, and there's also uh, what I've gathered. It's not so much on the surface today when we are discussing uh, applicable 
un unusable uh, political theories or ideologies. Can you maybe uh, discuss a bit why this is and, and, and is there any, any sort of uh, perspective how utilitarianism or at least some of its components could be uh, proven to be useful uh, in modern or today's society? Yes, and this has to do with the, with the problems of utilitarianism that Max uh, asked about. I mean, the basic problem of utilitarianism is exactly this uh, greatest, uh, greatest happens for the greatest number, but not for everyone mm -hmm. that is good before the priority of the good to the right. That means that you, it, it allows uh, prioritizations mm -hmm. uh, that are not based on any kind of principle of justice, mm -hmm but it's based on, on promoting the good. Mm -hmm. and, and yes, no, I, haven't, I have never really found utilitarianism, uh, uh, I mean, a, a good theory, <laughs> a good political <laughs> philosophy. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been that interested mm -hmm. in, in, in that because I, I find it just uh, a, a bad start. <laughs> it's a false start. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, the part of my reluctance is that I haven't really been very much interested because I find it... <laughs> in that sense. And apparently a lot of people, at least scholars, do share that opinion because it's not, yes, you don't yes. come across it yes. so often. Yes, because it always comes back to the same problems that that it, it does not put sort of, for example, human rights or individual rights uh, as equally important as promoting some obscure good <laughs> somewhere. Uh, and, and, and that's, uh, I think, uh, it's a problem. And contemporary utilitarians uh, find themselves in the same kind of situation. Peter Singer, who is one of the most famous contemporary, uh, he's for, especially for famous for for promoting um, animal rights. Uh, but uh, his way of going through that in a utilitarian manner means that that the animal animal sort of welfare mm. is equally important to human welfare. Mm. And of course, when we think through that, and for many people, this becomes a problem because it means that in some cases, and this is what Singer is saying, you should promote animal welfare to the, and, and, and you can sort of uh, leave hu some humans outside of this welfare scheme because if it's about the general welfare, then, then there's a lot of animals, <laughs> animal welfare, animal well-being. If you promote that, then not all humans are, are sort of um, of equal value, you can say. Yeah, and there's and that, that also goes <coughs> with uh, what Singer is 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 thinking. It's it goes somewhat against what John Stuart Mill was saying because he had this notion that humans have some sort of capacity of experiencing higher. Uh, pleasures than just uh, sensual pleasures that belong yes. to the animal world. Yes. But uh, yes. I, but going back to that Peter Singer thing, it's also I, I was thinking because I was thinking the exact same thing before coming here today. That is there any uh, way to utilize utilitarianism in today's world? And one thing that uh, is apparently problematic for John Stuart Mill, especially. Uh, since he was at the same time a liberal and uh, tried to promote the, the ide ideology of utilitarianism is the idea that uh, the, the, the hinting at that the, it's right or just to sacrifice the well-being of individual for the greater good. 
So, for example, I don't know if if it it, it um, no one should uh, give give up their life willingly. But if it's for the for example a soldier in a war uh, time situation, it's it is sort of noble and 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 desirable that he gives his life for the freedom of the nation at large. But also go, uh, thinking about that better singer thing is that today when we have uh, everyone uh, sh uh, or most of, most people are aware of the for example the env environmental crises then I, I was thinking that could this utilitarian idea of, of extending well-being or the good for 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 example outside the human domain to also non-human species be kind of useful idea not not to say that okay we that if i have a dog for example in my house that its well-being should be uh, somewhat equal to the well-being of my uh, mother who might be sick for example but mm. in, the, in a larger yeah. sense that that yes. we yes. don't just use animals uh, as a way of uh, having pleasure and, and, and promoting our own well-being, that we should take the well-being of, of our whole planet, where we all, which we all inhabit, into account when we think about the, the moral actions and the actions of justice and equality. Uh, yes, uh, uh, so, so yes, you can f indeed find similar uh, modes of thinking um, concerning uh, environmental issues, for example, the planet... Uh, that that you find in utilitarianism, although I don't think that they don't use sort of utilitarian principle mm -hmm. for that, but but similar kind of idea, and and uh, um, which mean that that you first sort of define a good that is primary, and then you should strive to to uh, for that good, and then all other goods are secondary. And uh, this sort of, in some cases, this sounds very good. Of course, we should save the planet, we should do everything. <laughs> but on the other hand, when you think through this as, as sort of principles, you run into big issues or big problems. Indeed, can, should you then sacrifice some for the sake of this good? And this, this, this is always comes up in these, these modes of, of, of thinking. But when we think of utilitarianism as, as sort of, um, uh, I mean, I mean today, I mean, you, I think you should separate uh, philosophical theory, which usually uh, you take a theory, then it's based perhaps on some principles, some basic principles, mm -hmm. and it's form a, 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 a whole, mm -hmm. and, and that's the theory. Utilitarianism is a theory, mm -hmm. uh, but then when you go on the level of political of policy, for example, yeah. you don't have to stay with one theory yes you can bring them together mm -hmm. so i i think i mean if you think of contemporary society in terms of policy in this sense mm -hmm. then you you what we clearly see is a combination of a utilitarian principle mm -hmm. with liberal principles mm -hmm. and you just see to it that they must work together mm -hmm. so so you we have idea of the welfare state mm -hmm. idea of the welfare state is to promote the welfare but then you say of all, because all have the same rights mm -hmm. you, at the liberal principle. There you have sort of contemporary welfare state. They bring together these two and then they try to solve this problem mm -hmm. between 
between the good and the right. And you, you want both of them. <laughs> so it's, it, in a way, it's just a problem on the level of theory. Uh, on the level of policy, you can have both, but you always have to then to think, okay, what is right, what is good? How, how shall I sort of, what's the, is there a compromise to be made here or, or how? Yeah, maybe. That, uh, I, I just thought that maybe the one distinct quality between utilitarianism and liberalism is that the utilitarianism has remained sort of more as a abstract uh, philosophy, philosophy, whereas uh, liberalism has even more now than before become a political ideology, whereas ideologies, political uh, philosophies uh, can, they sort of exist or can exist in the world of their own but uh, when it comes to ideologies you could argue that they are in the constant competition with other ideologies and yes, they have yes. to sort of adapt yes. and and also kind of develop themselves to be compatible in the in, in for example in the world of politics yes you, i think you are partly right in that 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 sort of the liberal when you Western society, our kind of society especially, you can of course see that the liberal ideology are based on individual rights and human rights is sort of the basic one, the explicit basic one. Uh, but things are, things, I think they're changing all the time. And in the background there is always, um, it's, it's not that explicit, but yes. this mode of thinking in terms of the whole, making the whole work. Uh, in terms of the good, it's all, all the time present and sometimes they come up again and compete with the, the sort of rights principle from the, from the liberal side. And uh, I think this is something that we see happening today in, in I mean, if you view the, in a global global perspective, uh, they, they are really in competition, these modes of thinking, with other modes of thinking also, uh, more and more. <coughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us at www.globalvisions.fi. Check out also Max's book, which is available to download for free at www.avisionofabetterworld.net. We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Discord. Everyone is welcome to take part in our activities and discussion, which is an invitation to reflect on how to make the world a better place.